Hello, this is MJ. Welcome to Another Writer Cast. I believe this will be the last and final Another Writer Cast uh, where I cover Kuga to Zio, all the Heisei era common writers. This time, I'm going to be talking about the big one, the main one going on right now, the reason I started the show, Common Writer ZL. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll stop there. Uh, first of all, the meta information the show started September 2nd, 2018. And being that September 1st, 2019 will be the airing of Kamen Rider Zero One, I, the first Kamen Rider of the Reiwa era, I think that um, Zio will run until August 25th, 2019, because that's the Sunday directly before September 1st. So uh, there's that part. Um, the first and second episodes of <laughs> Zio, which um, I'm, I'm vamping because my computer is slow right now, uh, the first and second episodes of... Oh, yeah, no. They were both written by Kento Shinoyama and directed by Ryuji Tsaki, uh, which, again, that's common. Um, that's common now. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the Princess Bride book to my kids. Well, to the whole family, actually. And um, that's a line in there. Again, I'm vamping because uh, I should probably just pause while I'm waiting for my web pages to load, but I'm having trouble doing that. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about Overcorture, which is the OP... Um, the OPOP, it is overpowered and it is an opening to the show. Um, Overcourser is a really good song. Um, when I first heard it, I was shocked by how good it was, uh, just the sound of it alone. And when I first saw it, I, I think, I can't remember if there was a preview before the show actually came out or if they just showed us the, um, like if they, uh, or if we only saw it in the, uh, in the actual opening of the show, but the visuals are amazing. I like Sogo, Sukiyomi, and, um, Gates, I was gonna say non-Ryuga, Gates, uh, wandering through all these different scenes with all these different writers from over the years, and it really impressed me. I wondered how they did it, but I think since his, like, mega finisher pulls writers from, uh, the show, like, a point in their show and just, like, directly copies and pastes and very nicely edits out the background stuff. Um, what do they call that? Not clipping, it's not mad. Anyway, I don't know the technical name for that particular visual effect, but um, they blend them into the scene very nicely. Um, let's see. Uh, I finally got the page to open up. It says that Overcourtser is opening theme for Carmen Museo. It's performed by Shuta uh, Suyoshi from AAA. and uh, features vocals from Issa, in parentheses, Da Pump. Um, I don't know what that means. It says... Uh, uh, let's see, released November 2nd, 2018. The official music video was released December 15th, 2018. And the song was released physically on January 23rd, 2019, alongside a promotional a promotional Zio ride watch. And uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, like I said, good song. Um, I want to talk about Kento Shinoyama because I don't know anything about him. Uh, let's see, writer of Kamen Rider series. He's worked on several Super Sentai episodes in Tenso Sentai Gosager. Uh, Kaizago Sentai Gokaiger and Tokumei Sentai Gobusters, and was the head writer of Shuriken Sentai Ninja. He's the head writer of Kamen Rider Zio. I'm going to try to be as kind as possible talking about the premise of Kamen Rider Zio. So here we go. Basically, there's this kid. He's 18 years old. His name is Sogo. He lives with his uncle. Who knows what happened to his parents? He has dreamt all his life of being king. He even told his guidance counselor in school that he wants to be a king, and he really believes that he's going to be a king. One day, he is presented with information from two people from the future that he will become, in, in 50 years' time, in 2068, he will be the world's um, most dreaded, feared, and uh, terrible tyrant. 
and or overlord is what they say. And he says he's okay with that. It's too bad about the overlord part and oppressing people, but he really likes the idea of being king because that's what he's always wanted to do. And uh, there are people called time. So these people don't want him to be king. They were resistance fighters against him. And there are these other people who are called time jackers who don't want him to be king. They want other people to be king. And they make them common writers, but they're warped, twisted version of whatever the common writer is. The first one he meets is Build. He defeats it by getting the power of Build from the past and blah, 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 time travel stuff. Um, And he decides to become common writer and fight against the time jackers and hopefully not turn evil himself. And that's the series for you folks. It would appear that because the series has not finished yet, um, the wikia doesn't have all the information. It doesn't even state that Seiji Takawa is the suit actor for um, Zio. And uh, so I don't know who Gates is either or anybody else for that matter. Um, Omazio could be a different person, probably because I imagine they'll have to fight one day. Maybe. For the cast, we have Sogo Tokigawa. I already described him a bunch. He seems nice enough. Um... I'll get into more about him later, but he seems a little airy or like an airhead. There's Sukuyomi. Um, I don't remember her last name, but she's pretty cool. She's very capable. She's a freedom fighter. Her life was saved by somebody, father, boyfriend, fellow freedom fighter, I don't know. Um, and she's taking very seriously the uh, mission to go into the past. She actually follows Gates, who wants to go there first, in order to stop um, Sogo from becoming Omazio, which is the overlord, or what he's called is he's not Zio, he's Omazio, which I, I think that might mean overlord, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, she is tough, she's willing to fight, she's willing to attack uh, Sogo, but she really does want to talk to him and talk him out of being this guy uh, versus Gates, who uh, wants to kill him. So Gates is cold and very direct and very dry. Um, he only gives his first name, which is his comrader name as well. He's he's Gates. He's comrader Gates. So I'd be comrader MJ, you know. Anyway, uh, kind of weird. But um, he really wants to kill Sogo. But he's also taking his time and not rushing into it, which seems a little bit contradictory. But, of course, it works for the story. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what to say about this guy. Maybe interesting character? I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of him. We've got Sogo's uncle who he lives with. He runs a clock repair shop. And he is always fixing people's other stuff because they bring it to him and he does it. Uh, Interesting thing about him, um, Sogo asks him about his dream to become king. Or, yeah, about basically pursuing dreams. And he says that he had a dream once. (laughs) Then he started playing the piano with his hook hand. No, he says that he had a dream once, but that he let it pass him by. And uh, he kind of doesn't discourage Sogo from dreaming to be king. He, in fact, has, like, college prep material for him. And when Sogo confirms that he does want to be king, he just tosses it in the rubbish bin and uh, is kind of okay with it for now, um, which is interesting. Waz is, like, a retainer of Omazio, and he's very encouraging, very positive towards um, Sogo to do whatever he wants to and... and like embraces him choosing to become an overlord or a king or whatever. And uh, he's like his royal announcer and his hype man. And it's kind of funny. A little bit of a weird character. But uh, like he just keeps like inserting himself in the neighborhood and like surprising Sogo with just popping up out of nowhere and then disappearing and stuff. And that's kind of interesting. We meet one time Jacker. He meets a athlete who gets injured and he gives the guy's going to. Yeah, his career is going to be ruined. And it seems like he's a. Uh, I don't know, like something happened in his life, tragic, and he somehow is able to use that. I think this time jacker person is a guy, but it's really hard to tell. I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to be a jerk or offensive or anything. I just really can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, young guy or young girl. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, he 
is able to, he wields all this power and yet somehow he still needs somebody to become a writer instead of build and then become the overlord instead of Omazeo, which seems really strange, but I don't quite get their function other than to create an enemy scenario in the show. And I guess they're interesting, but it's just because they're mysterious and there's going to be more than one. Zio has some unique design elements like this iPad that's able to materialize money and possibly other things. Who knows if it'll come back. Um, and then there are these time machines. I'm just going to call them that even though it sounds different. Um, that can like fight dinosaurs. They're basically, they're like Gundams that can turn into planes that can time travel. I guess more like Transformers. Um, I don't know that much about Transformers though. Anyway, so that's kind of interesting. And they all have like some sort of clock aesthetic to them. And that matches very much, or with watch, it matches very much with the watch aesthetic of the belt. Um, the space-time driver is what it's called. Ziku, I think is the actual thing, or the Japanese name for it. And there's ride watches that activate um, powers of different comradeers, and you twist them, and the face is obscuring something, and then it reveals something more of, like, the individual rider, and then it gets slotted onto one side of the belt, and it, like, sends information or whatever over to the other side of the belt, and then they twist it around, flip it around, and that uh, activates the transformation but also if they add in like a another writer's power or another one of their accessories like a sword or a whatever, they put it on the other side and they flip it around and like that flipping around action. It looks really cool. It looks very fun, like a great play aesthetic, um, you know, to sell toys and whatnot. Uh, but that is how they activate, you know, extra powers or whatever or like a finishing move as opposed to like pulling a lever or hitting a button or whatever, which is cool. Um, his sword's neat. Uh, I like it all right. Um, Gates has the same driver, except his... Oh, I guess his screen is, like, pinkish, as opposed to being blue. Um, and uh, I don't know what to say about it. Their their transformations are similar. They have a thing like a clock face show up behind them in space somehow, except Gates's clock looks more like a digital clock than an analog clock. Um, and I think the writing on his face is different than... Uh, so goes like it's in katakana or hiragana or whatever. I don't know all the Japanese stuff, all the Japanese language stuff. Um, he gets a ghost power up. So, you know, repping ghost. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, it has ridiculous large icons on the shoulders and that's kind of weird, but it, it blends in well enough and it, it works well enough. Um, he kind of gets faceplate armor of ghosts. So he's has got like an orange mouthpiece and then an orange head with the, you know, ghosts unicorn horn thing going on. Uh, and then he gets the hoodie ghost as accessories. They help him fight, um, which is pretty cool. But, you know, that's a stolen aesthetic. It's a lifted aesthetic from another show. Um, and then I have this image of him, like, grabbing his bike uh, ride watch off of his wrist. And it's interesting. They have four, like, accessory ride watches that they keep on them at all times. I think one's a bike, one's a weapon, uh, and Gates has a bow. And I'm pretty sure there's a pun on it. All their stuff has writing on it, and his says bow to me or bow to me. And that's kind of interesting. Um it's kind of interesting. Um, again, Zio gets powers of other writers, so he uses the build one in this uh, set of episodes, or in the second episode, really, and it gives him build armor. There's this whole armor time thing, and a armor like Gates had of the ghost one, uh, themed after each writer, in this case, build, um, is accessible to Sogo, and uh, it, like, kind of just overlays on top of his armor that he's wearing already, or his, you know, standard Zio armor. Um and it's interesting. Uh, again, it's got huge giant boulder bottles on the shoulders because those are the gimmick from Build, and it just it looks weird. Um, I like the consistency of like the silver underneath 
and like has different plates of armor and then there's these access accent points where it's emphasizing the stuff from build so like the bottles are there and he's got like builds drill sword type thing and it has builds logos on it and things like that and then he's able to mimic builds finisher um which is cool you know that's neat um decade would use the riders in an attack ride thing um and build does it or, or zeo does it differently uh, i like his bike it reminds me very much of uh, black rx's um it just looks like acrobatter um or uh gosh battle hopper before him um but it's neat uh like the rider's bike on a face thing and it carries through the wristwatch aesthetic and motif uh which is cool um, I mentioned the red, the robots earlier. You get to see, uh, if you're looking at the video version right now, um, Gates is in his time machine in the mecha form. Uh, and then the best part of the show, or one of the best parts of the show, is the another rider, the monstrous forms of these other common riders. The they all have like exposed mouths and eyes. They kind of blink. They can open their mouths. You can see their teeth. That kind of thing. It's funny they have the name of the other rider or the rider that they're taking that they are a monstrous form of, and I think they have his the year that that writer was on or, or his show began um, as well. And it's just like a monstrous design uh, for the writers. Even their belts are warped and twisted um, and another build can crank his and it's just got red and blue, but he can absorb powers from other because he has like the bottles that um, regular build would use to capture the essence of Smash, except instead of this, except uh, it's twisted. So he's capturing the essence of people and actually trapping people inside the bottles and then stealing like some essential emphasize, stealing their power and making some essential element of who they are, what they were into, uh, one of his own powers, which is pretty darn cool. Okay. So wrapping up my discussion of the design sense of Zio, uh, I'm going to talk about Oma Zio. Because, like most fascists, like most dictators, like most evil people, he looks amazing, man. Um, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, uh, I can't think of anybody else right now. Oh, I was watching, I was watching Elseworlds, the fascist Superman with the black and silver, man, he looks so good. Anyway, I don't know why evil things look so good, but they do, and Omazeo looks amazing. He's got, like, a Rolex, like type face with diamond studs on his like jawline it almost looks like a beard it's a feels evocative of a beard he's got big clock hands on his back that are evocative of wings especially bug wings which i'm into because i like the whole karate bug man thing and um, i don't know i'm an easy mark for stuff like that and uh the gold and the black and the red uh it just looks so darn good um so yeah it, I don't know if I was super explicit about this earlier, but I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm practically an anarchist in that I think that uh, centralized power, especially centralized power in a small group of people, whether it be an oligarchy or like a king or a president, an imperial president like we have in the United States and have had for decades. Uh, anyway, uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, it's a bad thing. And uh, that's part of what turned me off to the show so much, which I guess I should just veer into my overall thoughts on the show. Uh, and, and this is kind of going to be part of it. I can't love this show. I can't really enjoy the show because this kid is told like, hey, you're going to become, you know, am I going to get demonetized? Am I monetized at all? It doesn't matter. You're going to be like a Hitler or, you know, any other of these terrible figures. And uh, he's like very excited about it. And he goes forward, morning. he goes forward with about uh, zero qualms 
maybe he's got like 1% of a worry that he's doing something immoral or wrong, but he sure as heck doesn't show it. And, uh, gosh, I don't know. I do not know what to say about all that, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears and I have other stuff to talk about overall. So I'll transition to that now. Okay. So, you know, I just went on that tirade, but, uh, I, I, I've got an image up of the Twilight Chronicle now, and that's the book that, uh, Waz carries around talking about how great Sogo is and tracking his status or whatever. I don't know what it is. I really like that name Twilight Chronicle. Uh, it's funny, it's got like all these watch straps, or like it's deconstructed watch parts all over the cover of it, and I don't know, that kind of tickles me, and even, you know, diaries and certain old books have like a clasp on them. Again, it's a watch strap coming from the back of it to, um, to the front for the clasp, and that's, uh, kind of funny, it tickles me. Uh, it's really interesting how hard they're going with this clock and watch aesthetic, um, which is interesting, especially because, you know, that's Zio and Oma Zio's power, but Oma Zio, like, really leans into it, but it's funny to me, and I, I'm going to go into a theory now, um, the uncle, I can't remember his name, he serves everybody breakfast on plates that have, that are a clock face, and then he serves food in such an arrangement as it kind of mimics the numbers, or they're just arranged around the clock. Uh, the guy said he had a dream once. Are we sure that this guy... And, and I looked around a little bit. Well, yeah. I asked for some response yesterday on Twitter. But, you know, so few people talk to me. Uh, I don't know why people reject me. Anyway, um, that uh, I didn't get any responses about this. But, like, is the uncle Lomazio? Does he, does he let his uh, ward... <laughs> does he let his ward become uh, Zio in order uh, to be able to steal that power from him at some point and become this horrible dictator and was that part of his plan all along i don't know but the guy um just like how you know when gates and uh sogo henshin they've got those uh gears and stuff behind them the clock face whatever the guy at his main workstation where he interacts with customers and uh we see him talk with sogo a few times he's got a bunch of gears and cogs and whatnot uh, from watches and large clocks, I would assume, set up behind him so that when you interact with him, he has a real-life uh, set of that stuff. And I almost wonder if you could think of those things when they're transforming as, like, uh, like coronation decorations, to quote the Reverend Joseph Jackson, that uh, these things are emblematic. They're signs of the fact that these guys are, you know, royalty or inheritors of this, you know, royal type power or whatever. And if it's just possible that this guy might turn out to be the same and he set up, uh, you know, an IRL version of that stuff for himself for, I don't know, um, foreshadowing that he is going to turn out to be the bad guy. I think that'd be super interesting, especially because he seems so nice. Um, it's weird to me that he, well, that's no, not weird to me, but it's interesting to me that he ends up renting out a room to, um, Suku what's her? the girl and the guy, Gates and Sukuyomi, Sukuyomi's her name? Anyway, uh, I don't know why that tripped me up right now, but Anyway, he ends up renting these rooms that he has upstairs um, so that they can stay in them. And it's interesting because it puts them in such close proximity to Sogo, which is probably something good for them if their goal is to stop him from becoming, uh, you know, Kamen Rider Hitler. Or I should stop 
just using Hitler, uh, maybe Comrader Che or Comrader Mao Zedong or any one of these other uh, benign dictators who was so good to the people despite the fact that they murdered uh, gays and any other dissidents uh, in their countries and did all sorts of evil, evil things that everybody just likes to ignore uh, because they were on the right side of history? Is that right? Were they on the right side or not? Anyway, get away too political here. Uh, anyway, I will continue talking about uh, these guys. So, it's interesting that the show puts the three of them in such close proximity. Um, Sukuyomi uh, has, like, a... Uh, she's a reasonable person, it seems. And uh, she is coming from a good place of wanting to stop Sogo. Um, and Gates seems like he just wants to kill him. Or, like, he's on the edge of... Uh, Stepping into villainy himself in the way that he wants to kill him. Uh, so before he can turn into an evil dictator. But I do think, uh, you know, he's heroic. Uh, Sukuyomi convinces him to go save somebody being attacked by build, even though, um, or another build, even though he wants to just ignore them because why should he be concerned with them when he can just kill Omazeo and it'll stop everything? But then I guess the time jackers present an overarching danger that isn't neutralized just by uh, him not being in power. Anyway, it just... I'm not sure you can take the show literally. Um, <laughs> uh, you just kind of have to roll along with certain things and be there for the character story. And it's not that I'm not into that. I'm totally into character stories, but I just... The whole setup makes me feel weird, and I don't like it, and I especially don't like that, um, like, if the ambition was just to be king, and we didn't know that he was probably going to turn into a dictator, or, uh, that that evil was on the horizon for him, I'd have a much different feeling about this show. But they started with the premise of, like, oh yeah, you're gonna be an evil dictator, and it's gonna be awful, and he's like, well, it's not gonna happen to me! Um... Anyway, I need to stop dogging on the show and actually talk about some redeeming qualities of Sogo's character and some things that give that make me interested. And I watched, I don't know, eight or ten episodes total, and uh, I don't have a bad feeling about him in those ones that I saw, but I only saw up to the, um, the Kiva episodes, which were the latest episodes that I've seen. I know the show's way beyond that, but anyway, I'll, uh, I'll transition to that now. Okay, so here are my real closing remarks on the show, Comrade Zio. It is interesting to me that despite the fact that he naively rushes into a situation which could turn him into an evil dictator, uh, who could hurt many, many, many people, uh, Sogo decides to embrace the king role. But he doesn't get the power of Zio. His ride watch does not activate and allow him to be able to transform, even if he had the Ziku driver, which he did not have at the time until it, uh, the thing activated and then Waz was like, oh, it's time, here you go, bud. Or, my lord. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he didn't have that until he decided to act morally and selflessly and to save people's lives. And then, uh, gosh, that's so interesting to me because it reminded me of the fact that Sukuyomi took him to Edo, Japan, because... Toei has that Edo set that they keep using for things. And these guys were fighting. She wanted to test something out. She pretended it was him that she, like, threw her... She changed her voice real quick. or She, like, pinched her nose and yelled something and made it... And pushed him forward to as if to say, hey, I'm the guy who was saying this. And he was, like, yelling at these guys who were fighting with... These two groups that were fighting with each other. It was two pairs of guys. Four guys total. Anyway, what ends up happening is that they're like, well, punk, you're going to step to us? Uh, you know, what's your problem? And, uh... 
he ends up getting thrown in the river and like kind of attacked by these guys but then these guys walk away and they're arm in arm uh you know talking to each other having a good time and he's like well i got thrown in the river but i'm sure glad those guys are done fighting so is a point of him supposed to be that he like becomes this evil dictator type guy to like rally people together against him as a common enemy and that's how he is going to be like a benevolent overlord who will help unite people because I don't know I don't like that that makes me even more uncomfortable but it's an interesting thing that he doesn't get the power until he is acting for something greater than himself and that's a positive thing that definitely falls in line with common writer to me um but man I just don't know Anyway, I'm going to stop because I don't have anything else to say. Although if you enjoy me talking about tokusatsu, um, I do it a lot more. I have an MJ Loves Toku show that I do. And sorry for mumbling there for a moment. I have another tokusatsu show, at least one other. It's called MJ Loves Toku. It's on the Recipher channel. You can also find it through looking at my blog, mjmunios.com, and searching for it there. I'm also... uh, I also have a show called Going Ultra where I talk about Ultraman stuff. And I'm going to be um, adding some more stuff to that now that I'm done with the massive load of work that is another writer cast. Talking, you know, watching two shows a week and making notes on them, grabbing images and talking about them and stuff. Um, But Going Ultra is also on that channel. It's also on mjmunios.com. And you can just type in Going Ultra or Going Ultra Season 3. I talk about the Ultraman Netflix series on there. I'm going to be re-uploading to that feed because uh, I also have it in podcast form, just like another writer cast. It's available on audio podcast plus the uh, video version of it. And it's all, like I said, everything's all linked back to my blog, mjmunios.com, so you can find it there for you know, convenience sake. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be re-uploading episodes I did talking about Gridman, SS.Gridman. Um I'm going to be talking about Ultra Fight Victory, which is available on uh, Subaraya's YouTube channel. Um, I, I should probably do a little thing talking about the Mill Creek uh, stuff over there. Um, that would be good. So anyway, if you keep it tuned to Recipher, if you keep looking at mgmunios.com and type in tokusatsu, you can see all the different tokusatsu podcasts I'm doing, review series I'm doing, and eventually I'd like to fee- fold everything all into MJ Loves Toku one day. But uh, I was foolish when I started this endeavor. Um, but MJ Loves Toku is like short, uh, you know, 5 to 15 or 20 minute maybe um, discussions or <laughs> opportunities I have where I give myself uh, time to uh, w- have watched something and then talk about it in depth. Um, a little differently, it's a lot less structured than this show, but also maybe more in point because I don't feel like I need to... Uh, keep myself to any specific structure. So if I can talk about like one thing that I think is important, like I talked about Diamond Rinko from Combinator Wizard and how awesome she is and how much I like her impact on the show overall. It's kind of light spoilers, um, but it could also be like a tease as to why you'd want to watch Combinator Wizard. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. And uh, anyway, uh, I noticed that once I uh, put this show over on iTunes, I got... um, I don't know, over 75 um, people subscribed and check it out what I'm doing, and uh, I really appreciate that. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm not trying to be like a big guy. I'm just doing this because it's fun and I'm passionate about tokusatsu, and I want to, to give myself the excuse to explore it more, and I thought, hey, if I can do that and build an audience of people or, you know, like get a, some people listening to me and, you know, talking at me, um, about this stuff, uh, it could be even more fun. So anyway, I thank you for coming along for the ride. Uh, I'm going to leave the feeds up. You can always go back and check stuff out. 
Uh, you can tell other people to go check it out. And hey, you want to do this another writer cast thing? With this guy, you watch these things and listen to the stuff, and you can comment at him, and you know he'll talk to you because he's a nice guy. Um, I would really appreciate all that stuff. Oh, by the way, um, Bluefin Tamashii Nations, the company that sells some toys uh, from Japan, uh, they apparently are trying to get Common Rider released into the U.S. Just like Shout Factory has a deal with Toei where they have Super Sentai released in the U.S. Uh, you could go to their website and check out their survey. I don't know if it's still up or not, but kind of keep your ear to the ground on that. If we could get Tokusatsu over here legitimately besides Amazons and uh, some of the stuff on Tokyo HD. I mean Common Rider, because that's what I really care about. Um, so that's kind of exciting. And if it becomes super legit, uh, I think I will, you know, do a crazy uh, thing. You know, use MJ Loves Toku as a platform to talk about all the Common Riders every single episode. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like I said, I love the stuff, so I'd love to talk about it for, you know, potentially the rest of my life. All right, enough of this long goodbye. For anybody who's been along with me for the journey, thank you so much for spending your time with me, uh, for giving me some of your attention, for hearing what I have to say about Common Rider. Uh, most of it was really positive, and I tried really hard to be positive, and that's what I want to try to do is be a positive force uh, in this fandom, I guess, or just, you know, I want to be positive because I think it's the right thing to do for myself, and it makes me happy, so. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but once again, Thank you so much, and uh, if you enjoyed this, please check out my other stuff. I would really appreciate that. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work. Podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more. Plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash mjmunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.